Going live in five, four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast with the to get lost in the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. Kind of flubbed it there for a little bit. I don't know why. Uh, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. At the end of it, we're just going to ask that simple question. So did you like it? I am Sir Square and joined as always with my co-host. I'm Kaz Underhill. Yeah, Underhill. <laughs> look, man, I question that. Are you Underhill? Like, look at me, look me in the eye right now. I know you can't that we're over like a call right now. But I want you to peer into my soul and say you're Underhill. Look, if anyone asks, I'm Kaz Underhill. I'm going to trust you, but I'm not feeling really good about this. And that's right. Uh, to continue some of our animation, we checked out the 1978 adaptation of The Lord of the Rings, directed by Ralph uh, Bakshi. It is a film based off of parts of the famous trilogy that we all know. And we're going to try our best not to compare it to the trilogy we all saw by Peter Jackson. Um, if you're wondering if we'll ever watch that movie, those movies, probably not. Because why? I don't have 50 hours to spend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're a great guy. I'll find out eventually. But I don't want to sit there with you or watch hey, a five-hour movie hey, man. and be like, well, that's part one. <laughs> hey, man, I'll come over to your house. <laughs> No, no. We're going to talk about this version. We're going to talk about the rotoscope animated version of this film. which This complete package of a movie. Complete package of a movie. Where do we begin? Like, I don't want to start off with like deviations and stuff, because obviously when you adapt an author's work, like there's going to be deviations. Like Unless you're doing a like scene-for-scene scene television series for a book, you can never really get, like, the perfect adaptation of book to movie. I think the beginning's actually a good place to start with this one. <laughs> you know, not like the beginning is in a good place to start with most things, but it really kind of gives you a sense of what you're in for in some aspects. Like, you get the narration, and they tell about the forging of the rings of power, and all the people who had their rings in Saruman, uh, Sauron is like, <laughs> dumb nerds, I'll just make a better ring. <laughs> and they, Tell his story about making his own ring and how that fucked everyone up. Uh, but yeah, you get it in like this live act. And, and then it goes, all, I think, all the way up until uh, the ring getting lobbed off his hand, uh, taken by uh, uh, Gollum or Smeagol or whoever the fuck. Uh, and then I think You're going to need to make a choice it, right now. What do you want to call him? Uh, small, small There you go. Keep it. <laughs> Okay, uh, and uh, <laughs> then eventually ending up in um, Bilbo's hands. Uh, but in that whole story of them recounting that very quickly, they have what looks like, I don't know if this was rotoscoped, honestly, everyone was in silhouette, so it could have just been live action for like some of the action about like you know, the rings being forged, the fights between man and all that stuff. It looks very goofy, but yeah, it's just silhouettes. Uh, honestly, what around... it looked to me, like, seriously, what that looked to me was, like, shadow background. Like, they were doing it live action, shadow on, like, some sort of rough, uh, almost, like, canvas sack. 
screen. Yeah, well, it looked like they like, had, like a white canvas. It looked like somebody like put just a, a red lighting in the front for a filter. Yeah, with just like a red lighting to it, with like a bunch of shadows on the wall. Which I'm not gonna lie, I for what it was trying to do, I was like, well, I get it. Okay. Yeah, fight choreography sucked ass, but yeah, you know, fine <laughs> for storytelling. Hey, um, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this: Was it at least better than Star Trek fight choreography? On par. Ugh, not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, it's fine for storytelling, but you know that's about it. Uh, anyways, and then we have like the part where they jump in the water after the ring, and as they do that, we transition from like that live action of these two, a silhouette of these people on the boat to, hey, look, it's clearly a cartoon. We're in cartoon ass water with a cartoon ass hobbit swimming to the bottom, getting a cartoon ass ring. So, you already can tell from this beginning that it's going to be a fusion and mix of different um, yeah. g- genres, mediums, mediums. It's mostly rotoscoped. Like, it's supposed to be mostly rotoscoped. But it's just very distinctive when you can tell, like, just certain characters yeah. were just animated. Unless I'm just getting that. Well, one. who's going to question us? There's not anyone who watched this uh, when it came out who's still alive today. Yeah. You've got that right, sir. And if you are, you are one of the, on the money. weird, miraculous people who are still alive, you can complain at me at sirsquareitwitter.com uh, forward slash. <laughs> Don't do that again. Do, do that again. I will dead drop y'all's Twitter for y'all's channel. Don't do that to me. Tell me how many angry tweets you've ever gotten from this. Oh, exactly. none. Let's be honest. <laughs> I just don't want to have to deal with it sooner or later if anyone ever wants to bother. Because it's just like, I don't. Could you please direct those I'm directly not a to Kyle's and not the channel? That would be super appreciative. Well, that's going to be all up about how Kyle wants to play this game. Anyway, back to the movie. I Look, I do like that they depict Smallum's story in the beginning of this, too. That we didn't do the whole, like, wait till later. Like, I think in the books, too, it is like that. Like, you, you hear his story pretty quickly because he is a central character to the trilogy itself. He does play his role. And he, I personally am not the biggest fan of Smallum. But I can understand his purpose. Uh, yeah. He's a little asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I think he, uh, he doesn't really come off as trustable. And it's funny, every time Frodo's just like, all right, I'm going to trust you. He always has to say, like, accept their trust in the most suspicious fucking fashion, where he's just like, oh, good. <laughs> the hobbits trust us. Good, excellent. As he's, like, rubbing his hand. Oh, he's not literally. But, like, yeah, it just always comes off evil as fuck. And it's like, why do you make it hard to trust you, Smallum? <laughs> when I just want to love you. Like- when I look into those eyes, I, I mean, just see a future. I mean, clearly, Frodo really does want to trust him. But it's like, he yeah. follows it up by the most suspicious sounding bullshit. <laughs> I definitely do love that line when, like, uh, they wake up and Sam accuses Gollum of sneaking. And oh. Gollum is, like, really hurt and everything. So sneaking, it's like, all right, I'm sorry. Sneaking, so what I've doing? been helping you through here and following through there and uh, all this stuff. And you accuse us of sneaking. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what were you doing? And then Frodo just wakes up. Hey, what's going on? What you doing, Gollum? <laughs> and he's like, sneaking. 
<laughs> it was very bitchy. I gotta say, I love it. Ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> I knew we would be running into your your like uh, soul animal sooner or later. <laughs> and we've found them. He's just a nasty little guy. <laughs> He's just a nasty little boy, huh? <laughs> the loincloth, a nasty little loincloth. Oh yeah, that loincloth is doing the fucking hard work. This fucking guy gets tackled, that... thrown to the floor. There's a tussle and everything. No bits. That that loincloth is basically Atlas right now, just holding the weight of the world on its shoulders and not bending to <laughs> I, it. I gotta say, though, everyone... Eternally cursed, but powerful enough to pull it off. Everyone's got distinctiveness in skin color and in their clothes, and they're all vibrant different colors. The force is beautiful and all that stuff. Smallum is just gray with a gray loincloth and gray, like, little strap for his loincloth. He's so just monochromatic that it's it's so bizarre. Like, it makes everything... Like, it's like... You got to imagine that he's like stinky and it's just all kinds of stink and then the loy cloth is just no different. It's just him. It's part of him. It is at this point it is assimilated <laughs> onto his body. It's that extra pair of like it's it's that pair of underwear that you've just like you've had for way too long <laughs> and you're like listen I know it has holes but god damn it it's been in. It's been with me since my first love. It's been there since my I, first car. At this point, it is stitched to my waist. <laughs> it is a part of me as I am a part of it. Does it fit? Do you used to wear it. Fuck! Why would I ever wear that thing? <laughs> Which Look honestly, honestly, we're making jokes. We're making jokes. That is a good kind of like analogy to the relationship with the ring. Yeah, it's that comfortable but toxic bit of underwear that controls you. It calls to you. What? How? How is this close at all? <laughs> and other people coveted and they wanted, and you're like, give it back, and they're like, no. Nope. Hey, hey. <laughs> and you ask the magical wizard friend, you're like, here, well, you, no, you take no. the underwear from me, and he's like, don't tempt me, boy. <laughs> I think I know I did something good See? when Square just goes full silent. See, you're understanding. You get what I mean. Because when you think about it, like, everyone tells you you've got to get rid of it. It's toxic in your life. You shouldn't have to hold this in your life anymore. You should have the power to get rid of it. But you just can't, you know? Yeah. You just have to keep but it. You, it's yours. You it belongs to you. try to, to offer you. that responsibility of getting rid of it to someone else. And they're like, I ain't touching that fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, I love when things accidentally work out this way. Oh, I'm gonna die. Okay, so what what else happened in this movie? It's really hard Nothing. to keep track of what happened in this movie. <laughs> Nothing happened. Who gives a shit anymore? It's hard to keep track of this fucking movie because at sometimes it feels like an acid trip. Other times it's like a not as good. Like uh... there are times when like you are really into it because you cannot believe what you're seeing and there are other times where you're like i'm tired man how much I longer think i'm watching a, like an old metal music video like an animated one or something what's happening yeah other times it's it's just like kind of just bad animation i mean it's a it's fine animation i don't look, know i'm pretty sure bad. if i tried my best i could probably find 
a heavy metal album that you could sync to this movie like you do with Dark Side of the Rainbow and Pink Floyd and uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that is the exact vibes. Like, as you say, as you said, like, it felt like a metal music video. It's just like, you could probably pull that off with this film. Ironically enough, that metal band, it's called Smallum. No relation. <laughs> Not related. It's a whole different story with that name. <laughs> it's really sad. I, I really don't know sometimes with this movie. Because, like, there were parts that really tripped me out. Like, when the, uh... When, like, the orcs were introduced, and they were just, like, silhouette rotoscoped figures with, like, weird scratched kind of blackish face that would meld in with the background and, like, beady red eyes, and they would just be like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, as they're, like, all running towards the camera with the angle they were at. It kind of freaked me out a little bit, not gonna lie. Like, if I saw that, like, if I was, like, saying, like, you know, just... in a situation where everything immediately turned like you know just red and then these black shadowy figures came running at me probably shit myself let's be real but like then you know frodo kind of sings a song all right so and it just gets weird so i'm gonna out myself at not having like that nerd cred cred and being like you know a dweeb ass nerd i want to say it's the fight for at helm's deep is that the like the 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 fight at the very end of this movie? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay, uh, where they're holed up. Yeah, so there's parts of that where I had a hard time being able to tell who was uh, good guys and who was bad guys, and it was just that they had those beady little red eyes is the only way I could tell. Because sometimes, like, yeah, mm-hmm. the rotoscoping and it's very like, very like. Once again, I'm gonna say monochromatic, where it's like everything is like you know you have backgrounds, but the characters are just like mostly black silhouette with like highlights of orange or green or this and that, and sometimes it feels like it switches, and I can't tell who the fuck is who, but they can always tell who the bad guys are, even though I don't even know that they're always orcs. Sometimes it's just bad guys that are not orcs or something, but they all have the red eyes. They all have. Hey, anyone who has red eyes can't trust them. You just can't. Am I wrong? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the fellowship in this movie? Like, how do you feel about uh, their how their portrayal of this movie? Like, we've got you've got the classics, of course. You've got your four hobbits. You've got your Frodo, your Sam, your Mary, and your Pippin. Which honestly, I didn't mind them. I thought they were great. Uh, I really like how in this movie it kind of feels like the books with Frodo because in the uh, like, honestly, of course, like, I grew up watching the the Peter Jackson trilogy. Yeah. So Frodo kind of feels just more like he is the vessel, and that's it. Like, that's his sole job of the film. While in this movie, it's more like the books where, like, Frodo is a somewhat heroic character. Like, he can't do everything, but he fights, and he does his best, and, like, he tries to keep his spirits, like, throughout the entire trilogy. Like, he he, he doesn't fight with Sam as much as, like, you would see in the, the, the Jackson trilogy. Wow. And I really like that. <laughs> I mean, yes, I agree with the things you're saying, but you say, like, how they don't fight each other. But we have a very funny scene in there where it's when Sam is, like, finally catching up to Frodo after he kind of separated from the group. 
And he's like, I think they're trying to fight. Like, should we go back to the Shire? No, we got to do our mission. We should go back to the Shire. No, we should do our mission. And the whole time they're like rowing their boat and they're rowing against each other. So they're just kind of going back and forth, back and forth, rowing this way. And well, yeah, one wants way. to go on their mission. One wants to go back to the Shire. It so they're just, fighting each other. It was a very funny little scene is all I'm saying. That was um, all I'm saying. It was a bit of contention between the characters. It was it was very funny little animation. Like it almost I for some reason I, I didn't catch it as being intentional at first. Like I thought they were just gonna keep rowing in I, the same direction, but then I was like, Oh, oh, it's a bit <laughs> It's oh, I see. You're using imagery to continue to tell your story. I see you, film. Well, I see what you're doing. Well, it's because, you know, some of the animation for this is a little puzzling, to say the it least. Is. That when it <laughs> happened, I was like, what? This, I was like, you is this understand? them trying to cheat them moving? Or is what, it just like, because it's not working. What do you mean puzzling? Are you talking about the I mean, you there's a the fucking sequence? wizard fight. <laughs> yeah, what? I was just about to say, did you not understand the moment where Sarum, uh,. Saruman traps Gandalf in, like, some sort of cosmic jail dimension that's on, like, the top of his house? They're in a fucking room with stairs and shit, and then they're just, they're fighting, and all of a sudden you see, like, fucking, like, Flash Gordon fucking, like, little lights and little, like, uh, metal or, like, minerals just in the background. Those live-action things just shooting at the screen like it's a fucking superhero, like, 70s, like, beam or star coming at you and then what do you sudden, think this is what do you think this is you think this is harry I'm, potter you think we're gonna throw some sticks out and just start shooting fireworks at each other no we're getting into that real stuff we're throwing cosmic horror at you we're throwing concepts into your head that's what this magic is baby it's all about the thought as this uh metal music video is happening as this metal music video is happening in the background uh we have these two, these two like just dork ass wizards, just you know, just shaking their staffs and going ah, whatever. And then fucking Saruman walks away and is like that dumbass bitch. And then we just transition to Gandalf on top of the roof somehow, also still shaking his fist in the sky, going Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most dork ass wizard fight like ever. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, we weren't gonna make too many comparisons, but. Compared to the other one, where well, I, where where a fucking Saruman's making Gandalf just do little donuts on the floor, <laughs> and he's just like Saruman, I'm getting dizzy. Stop, Saruman! <laughs> and he's like, No, my <laughs> say, Uncle Bitch. Say, <laughs> what I was gonna say was like, remember, like these books were written in the '40s. So, what do you? think? Think the wizard fight like was like when this book was written. Remember when we talked about that concept of like cinematic writing in today's fantasy? I I hate that like sometimes that concept is kind of hurt going back and reading classic literature. Because I remember reading the books for the first time and just thinking to myself, just like, hey, where's the break dancing? Where's the moment where, like, Gandalf just fucking pops and locks because, like, Saruman really wants to just get down in this. But, like, I can't even remember it, man. Like, I cannot remember how that fight happens in the book. I haven't I think read it's the just explained book, as so it yeah. just, like, kind of, like, gets teleported to the roof, maybe? I don't know. At least with this one, it kind of looked like, I'm going to throw space at you, bitch! Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It reminds me of, like, 
those old JRPGs where it's like all pixely and then you would do like this mighty like like high level like magic at the very end mm-hmm. and it's still pixely but it's way higher resolution than like the rest of the characters where it's like you know characters that are like you know just like I don't know 32 pixels tall and so they're just like these little things you could barely make out what a facial expression is and yet a photorealistic pixel frog just lands on the screen and it's just like fuck you <laughs> and it's like what? <laughs> You know, I just remembered that I forgot about this movie, too. There are ants in this movie. Like, that's how far this movie goes. Like, in two hours and 15 minutes, it tells, like, the story of the first book as well as half of the second. Do you know why you forget that some of these things happen? Please enlighten me. Because the movie is really is just in a rush to just be like... The movie is just like, oh, hey, did you hear that sound? Huh, what is that? Transition to a tree's just carrying the hobbits and being like, oh, yeah, so basically I heard trees and all that stuff. No, I'm not a tree. Come on, we have to get going to the next plot point. Hurry, hobbits. <laughs> and <laughs> that's understand. it. That's I pretty much all we see cold. him for. There's a part where, like, our character's like, we have to get to Elflandia. It'll take us months to get there to Elflandia. This cut, a quick cut transition to, welcome to Elflandia. <laughs> we have made it. We've got our food and they're like, oh, and good. coffee at Elflandia. Boy, what a trek that was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, we need to get to the Mines of Moria. Well, here we are at the doors to the Mines of Moria. I like how I'm over here making up shit like Elflandia because I don't know anything. You're like, oh, yes, and we got to get to the Mines of Moria. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's just like what I said. <laughs> hey, man, someone's got to someone's got to play the straight man, and I'm boring as hell. And you, you got to so speak, let's, speak let's be it. friend and enter. What's the word for friend in Elvish? I don't know. Come on. Get me the fuck in. <laughs> hey. Give me your best hey. guess. <laughs> um... Coconut. Wow, I can't believe you got it in one. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Just. Wow. I bow to your magnificence. So what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Like they were really hey, attacking hey, hey. that. So like, what's crackage? the word then? <laughs> huh? Melon. Damn, I, I picked the wrong fruit, but I was close by picking a fruit. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh so much if you just made that up. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably getting the pronunciation wrong because there's going to be, like, people actually speak Tolkien Elvish. Um, But, yeah, it's basically like that, and door opens. But here's the thing. I want to talk about the Kraken by the door. See, was the Kraken doing something wrong? Do we feel like they were justified in attacking what could have been their new Kraken buddy? I think he... What I got from it, and this was a joke I made during the movie, was I think it just was like, hey, just keep the door closed, or close the door once you're done with it, assholes. Because, like, yeah, they fight it, they cut off some limbs. For some reason, Frodo or someone right there is, like, attacking the limb with a rubber sword, and it's just like, eh, and it just grabs it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we get real swords in there, we chop off some limbs. But the moment they get through the gates, the thing doesn't go after them, it doesn't try to pull them through, it just closes the door behind them. It's like, thank you, Jesus Christ, people. Yeah, and here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. <clears throat> what if he just grabbed Frodo because he wanted, it was the first person he grabbed, and he just wanted to tell him, like, hey, you gotta close the door, like... You guys gotta either get in or out, because like that door takes forever to open and forever to close. You have no idea what the AC bills are in a mine. So you're saying he's called the Kraken because he doesn't like the door being open to crack? Eh? Uh, 
Eh? I was there. I would... Eh? <laughs> I just... I can't... I can't... Just can't. <laughs> eh? <laughs> you broke me. You broke me again. Why is it every time? Crack, crack in the door? Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> this is comedy uh, here. Like, we do comedy. While we're on monsters <laughs> and talking about heavy metal, how about that fucking Balrog, man? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was some holy stuff right there. That like, was like that a... Seemed- I'm not gonna lie, that felt like a demon straight out of the Bible. Yeah, I was gonna say, that thing seems sacrilegious. <laughs> it's like, Tolkien wanted you to know what they were fighting here. Uh, but it had wings and could fly, and so it seems fairly less believable when we do the whole, like, you are not allowed to pass! <laughs> with the whole like thing. And then pig wolf head sort of and then it like grabs him with the whip pulls him down and like it's so funny because he's just tumbling down the pit just going just screaming out instead of like holding onto the ledge where he's just tumbling down going fly you fools i also love so like i love how (laughs) by the way maybe he got the idea from the balrog straight up dude with the balrog i really love how it's not that he is using like weapons made from his like unholy flames it is literally like this giant creature with just a real whip and a sword on fire i mean that would scare the shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) no it's beautiful it's amazing like that is oh could you just imagine that moment where you're looking at this creature and you think to yourself like wow that's a little bit weird and then he just pulls out a whip and then his sword catches fire and you remember oh that's right i'm in hell I'm in hell, I'm in hell, I'm in hell. Yeah, you're just looking. Wow, that's really cool. Pulls out the whip and the sword, then the Dark Souls music plays, and you're like, oh, fuck. I just <laughs> don't want to do this. I don't have enough flasks, my armor isn't up to where I need it to be, and I cannot I'm... parry with shit. Yeah, yeah, Tucker, put in some Dark Souls music, if you wouldn't mind, for this. <laughs> so... And, you know, you're not even ready, because you're not even, like, fully, like you know, powered up mage, you're just Gandalf the Grey or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're just the Grey one. Like, you how just, powerful is the Grey one? Like, you, you you just got out of jail or something. <laughs> now, do you know the colors of the five wizards? Do I ever? So there's... It's Grey. Yeah. There's White. Yeah. Aquamarine. Kinda. Topaz. And mauve. No. You're close, though. Because it is the gray, the white, uh, a brown, and then two blue wizards. Just out of nowhere. Just like two blues. I mean, one of those has to be pretty topaz. That's why I was saying, like, that's why I said, like, kind of. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Like, it could be a whole aquamarine topaz situation. And one of them, one of one of the wizards is like the robes is just like that 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 racist band aid color that assumes we all are the same, and so he just kind of blends in with his own. But people are like, hey, it's not really skin color. Some of us are darker, eh, fellow? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just saying, I've never had a band aid match my fucking skin color. I what? mean, I all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this came from. But and uh, you just gotta watch those wizards, man. They're sus. What do you look? Just call it beige, man. It's a little bandy thing here. Why don't you just get a SpongeBob bandy? Call it a day. 
I used to. Um, I used to wear like colored band-aids because my mom would have them, and so I would just, I would just like putting the band-aids on. I got in trouble at school. <laughs> they said I forgot why, what the reasoning was, but they said like, oh, I was wearing, I don't know, st- stuff for jewelry or something I wasn't supposed to. I'm like, it's a band-aid. <laughs> also, I'm gonna tell you all those band-aids with the cartoon characters those suck they fall off just the moment you wash your hands or anything worse band-aids the best ones are those fabric ones now when you do wash your hands they get a little soaked so you gotta make sure to dry them thoroughly this has been your PSA about (laughs) band-aids from Kaz probably my fault but that's fine let's not look at the script alright Tucker you can turn off the Dark Souls song (laughs) (laughs) Uh, much like this movie, this episode's off the rails. <sighs> talking about? This is the most on the rails it's been. This movie is off the rails. It's hard to keep up with this fucking thing. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not. We get the live-action moon and clouds like, and thunder, I think? to me in this movie, we saw them leave, go to Bree, and then I kind of blink, and we're, like, at the point to where Gandalf's now Gandalf the White, and, like, ultimate angel wizard now and I'm like oh shit where are we what are we doing I love the part in like the Helm's Deep fight when they're just all cornered and surrounded like they're gonna die they're like boy it should would be a nice time for Gandalf to show up and he's like oh fuck shit that's my cue I was asleep and he just comes in with the army and they just beat ass just a whole army covered in sacred plot armor called by the horns of needing to push this story along Listen, Gandalf descends. Professional flanking can feel like plot armor. Look, is are you telling me Gandalf is a professional flanker? He might have taken a class on flanking. He might have taken a class, but you're telling me he's a professional flanker. Well, he didn't flunk flank. He didn't flunk flank. I'm not going to say he flunk flank, but is he a professional by just taking one class? I rest my case. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. Plot armor. Gosh. Anyway, flanking hey, master. Is dumb as hell. <laughs> Legolas always looked like he was surprised. Like, I guess they were trying to give him elf eyes or something. I don't know really what it was. They gave him, like, these kind of, like, like, they put his eyes at a hell of an angle and they made him white as hell, like these big old, like, huge eyes, I guess. I don't know. And then. It just looks like so when someone raises their eyebrows when they're shocked or surprised. So Legolas just always looks surprised as hell. Look, anytime I, something's happening, I wasn't, I wasn't too offset by at first. I, that was very off-putting, but then it grew on me because you know they also made Gimli look like he walked out of the house with Snow White's dwarves. So who gives a shit what they all look like? It's not like they looked like super heroic characters or anything. They looked like stereotypical fantasy characters. Boromir is supposed to be the son of a steward of, like, the greatest city of men. And in this adaptation, he looks like a Viking. They even give him a Viking burial when he dies. They give him a Viking burial. He's wearing furs and just, like, a helmet with horns and everything. And, like, I I can't remember. Is, like, his chest exposed all the time, too? Aragorn looked pretty fine. He looked all right, but he looks like I've seen him in a cartoon. Like, I've seen that character, that specific character in a cartoon before. I don't know from what, but 
I've seen that character. <laughs> oh, I am about to say, send you something real quick. Oh, this is Uh-oh. amazing. Uh, no, you're right about Aragorn, but did you know that uh, the voice actor for this movie, uh, for Aragorn, is John Hurt? No! That's good. He didn't die in this one, hey. Yeah. Hey. He's up there with Sean I, Bean. I, look, Sorry, again, Bean I, I said Bond. I didn't want to do any comparisons, but even though I was complaining about uh, Tolkien having, or not Tolkien, uh, Peter, Peter Jackson like comparisons and all that sorry sorry i got a little bit confused for a second this boromir is so much stronger than the boromir skip you said me me so unsettling (laughs) there's been a thing a trend going around on twitter right now and it's or i think it's a tiktok thing but it's very disturbing where people are acting like npcs and i don't like it yeah i wanted to talk about boromir's death and yeah he's He's a tough yeah, guy. And, okay, we all saw it, right? You know, one arrow, crazy. Two arrows, all right. Three arrows still going, but then dies slowly. All right, that was insane. You did your best. This motherfucker takes three well-grouped arrows straight to the chest where his heart would be. Well, like where we like would miraculously at, at the time everyone thought where the heart would be. We all know exactly kind of now where the heart is in human anatomy. But it was the most beautiful, like, an archery instructor would cry seeing that perfect grouping right there. That would have won your yeah, gold. I joke that I was like, yeah, there are instructors <laughs> just there in heaven just shedding a tear. Because he was human and he taught them how to shoot a bow. And after he was outlived his usefulness, they killed him. But he's so fucking and proud. And he made it to heaven still. <laughs> Listen, when you're a hostage, what are you going to do? Oh, he was a hostage. Okay, now I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made assumptions I shouldn't have made. I'm sorry. Anyway, so he takes those arrows, and you're like, holy shit. I mean, that's just like, I remember, that's crazy. And then he takes three more. <laughs> and Yeah, that's when, he's, that's when he decides, I can't do this alone, and he fucking blows his horn for <laughs> that's backup. That's when he calls for backup. Not when he, he's still fighting, but <laughs> he's taking six arrows, and that's when he's been proving to himself. All right, maybe I might need some help. <laughs> it might be a little my head. Head. Oh. It's like, I feel bad for what I did to Frodo, but maybe I shouldn't have felt this bad. <laughs> I feel like it should have been Boromir, the one-man army, saving the fellowship. Dun, 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 dun. And he had his little, like, broken-ass sword that he was killing all these orcs with. Because, yeah, first we thought he had, like, a, one of those, like, really, like, cool, like, curved zigzag blades. But then, like, another shot it shows, like, oh, no, it's just chipped in every fucking direction for, my guess, yeah. use. Yeah. And apparently he doesn't know how to take care of his weapons, doesn't visit a blacksmith or anything. You know, it's not like, it's not like that weapon doesn't deserve a little bit of cleaning up, maybe a death spa. Oh. Saying take care of your shit. No, you're probably... You're probably going to tell me that I missed something or uh, I'm incredibly wrong on this because I haven't seen the extended versions of the Peter Jackson movies and I don't know them all that well. I just saw I saw them here and there. But, you know, I don't have them that memorized. But I do feel like in this cartoon, uh, it was better explained that, like, uh, I think it was Boromir's brother or someone or some relative who was going around just a, a band of his own just hunting orcs. 
They're like, yeah, that's all we do. We just chase them fucking down and we beat their ass because boo orcs. Uh, I didn't get that. I didn't know what his fucking uh, what what um, uh, uh, Carl Urban was doing in the Peter Jackson one. He was, was just banished going by the king under uh, hypnotism, basically by Grimma Wormtongue, because he spoke out against like the policies being written. Okay. But were they doing the same thing? Just kind of a small posse hunting down orcs? I think that's what they were. They were just kind of hunting orcs. Being dope as hell. Riders of uh, horses. The horse lords of Rohan. See, I just got, like, the whole banished thing, I think. I didn't realize that they had a purpose or that I thought they were just kind of like, yeah, we're just... Well, like, after they're banished, they knew uh, well, they, this like, one, it's had like, yeah, He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go fuck shit up. Their land was gonna about to be just, like, fucked because the king didn't give a shit anymore because he couldn't be himself. Which why you trust a guy called Grimo like, Worm or something or Worm? Yeah, what 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 what's? <laughs> Listen, your name doesn't have to define you, and but like, I'm, like, and you're not supposed to think Worm as in like underground, but like he's literally supposed to be called Grimo Snake Tongue, basically. Like he's literally a snake. Mm-hmm. Like his name says it. His mom gave birth to him. Looked at this baby. Was like Grimo Worm Tongue. We're done. That's it. This is a this is a nasty little boy right now. <laughs> Baby's just a little, little freak. freaky baby. I can't take anything we say seriously in this episode now. Her last name was like Fletcher or some shit, but she was like, "I'm calling him Worm Tongue. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. He can't have my last." Oh name. no, make it even crazier. Like <laughs> their last name was just basically Johnson. 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 Worm Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Worm tongue, <laughs> and he's just there as little baby boy. Something <laughs> ain't right about that kid. One of the ki- one of the Johnsons gets found like jumping off a tree and hurting himself. You just hear the dad shout, "Worm tongue." <laughs> <laughs> I already alluded to the whole like uh, uh, Frodo offering the ring to like Gandalf and him being like, I would try to do good with it, but I would become the most tyrannical, <laughs> fucked up wizard you've ever seen. And when he tries to give it to, I think, Galadriel? Galadriel? And she's just like, I would rule the world and be the most beautiful, most awesome thing you've ever seen. It would be tight <laughs> as shit, but it'd be fucked up, man. So, like, no, I can't take the ring, I would bruv. be beautiful and terrible. All will love me. All will fear me. How fucking cool would that be, Frodo? Anyways, nah, I son. can't. I just can't, fam. Like, it's not for me. I gotta go. I gotta go to elf heaven, so... Peace! I love that that was her test, too, like, to overcome the temptation of the one ring, and then it was like, alright, I'm good. It's just like, did every elf also get tempted by the ring, or is it just like, I guess it had to be the elf lords that held one of the three rings? I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. I gotta gotta just... I kind of just want to see like all the all the uh, like the different ways people would react to to uh, Frodo giving offering them the ring of just, just be like no man see I would be like the coolest fucking bullshit just like horse rider oh I would be I would no one would be able to unhorse me I would just lop off heads for days oh fuck that would sound so cool <laughs> now nah, but you know <laughs> we had look at it that's look your at burden the look at him. We're back out of the mountain. 
And just be like, nah, dude, it looks hot. And I'm just, I got that. All these people talking about how cool they would be with the ring, and fucking hobbits just turn into shriveled little testicles. <laughs> <laughs> you look at Gollum, he's like, yeah, that's just a burnt, shriveled testicle, man. They don't become cool. Look, man, that's what happens when age comes up to you. You just look like a testicle after that. I can't <laughs> think of that, okay? You have to come to the terms that when you reach a certain age, no matter what's going to happen, you're going to look like a testicle. I don't know if that's how it happens with elves, but all right. All right, sorry. I can't. I guess I can't use that with the ethereal creatures that are elves. But like, you know, everybody else. <laughs> like, tell me, you don't think that's there's an orc out there with the name Nutface, basically? Yeah, but that was his Christian name. <laughs> don't you fucking dare! <laughs> he was baptized and given the name Nutface, and he serves the Lord with that name, <laughs> Lord Sauron. <laughs> Gosh. Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you? No. No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, while well, we're talking about orcs with names, and I can't remember his name for the life of me, Great. but we had an orc given a name, and he's the alcoholic of the group. <laughs> And he has so much personality that it's so weird that he wasn't, like, made an explicit, like, main character bad guy. should have just joined the group. <laughs> he's just so over there drinking. Him, you know? And he's just over there drinking. And like, hey, these fucking hobbits are being dipshits, and they won't walk along with us. Let's just get them drunk, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And he's like, no, it's mine, whatever. And they just beat his ass and take it from him. And then he's all, like, upset. He's there just, like, trying to turn it over. And he shows up later on, I think, before he's killed. Like, they show this orc. They name him. It's so bizarre. <laughs> he's not even important. But I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to ask. Do you love him for him? Or do you love him because he looks like a shriveled up test? No, I can't tell because everyone's in silhouettes and rotoscoped, but I love him because he's out there living his best life and being too fucking relatable. You think I want to split my fucking booze with dumbass hobbits? I'm, I'm glad you gave me the right answer because obviously that was the right answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. The way they were calling the hobbits halflings felt like a slur. <laughs> I was like, hey... Find the halflings! I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. They do kind of use that as a slur. Because they would prefer to either be called hobbits or they're the little folk. Or what was the other one? Something foot? Feet? Proud feet. Proud feet? There well, you no, go. the family name was Proudfoot. I mean, hobbits do goddamn big old feet, though. They do. They do. Big old fuzzy feet. Do you know how a hobbit birthday Exposed. works? Exposed. How a hobbit what now? Birthday works. Like the annual event to celebrating yeah. it or the yeah. birth of a hobbit? No, the, the annual event to celebrate it. Oh, I imagine they get drunk as hell and rub each other's feet. I don't know. They get drunk as hell. They eat a lot of food. Yes. And the person whose uh, birthday it food. is has to give a gift to everyone that attends the party. Woo! Well, you know, I'm having a small party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inviting no one. <laughs> it's a me, I myself. It's a small and... <laughs> gift, right? I'm gonna give... You just buy in bulk, 
and you're just <laughs> you just have them ready at the time uh, all the time. And you get a spoon, and you get a spoon, and you get, you a, get little, a spoon. You get a little weed candy. <laughs> you get a weed candy. You get a little weed candy, and then everyone has a good time at your birthday. <laughs> And here's you know some old tarly weed. High as shit. And here's some old tarly weed. And here's some old tarly weed. <laughs> they were growing weed. I don't care if I people try out, to say. So you get the potatoes. <laughs> you like those? Don't worry. Yes, it is cooked here. <laughs> so have some butter on that potato. Just like throw a dollop of butter in the bag with it. I mean, hobbits wouldn't mind that. They do. They do eat a lot of food. So I've heard maintain that body. No, I don't know anything about this character. This might be like a bit of a divergence and maybe not worth talking about. But I've heard like any iteration of it outside the book does not include uh, like there's a guy called like Tom Babadook or something. Sorry, I was thinking about how much food it takes to maintain a hot, sexy hobbit. But anyway, uh, yeah, Tom Bombadil. It's all in the feet, man. <laughs> uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, here's the thing about Tom Bombadil. He lives in the forest. He's married to a wood elf. And that's odd. I think he just doesn't give a shit about like anyone's problems. Like he just lives in nature. He's like, I'm just for the life, man. All, all I've heard about Tom Bobby Duke was that like in real life he was a friend of Tolkien, and Tolkien wanted to just include this guy who he thought was so cool, like in his stories. But he just wrote a cool character that has nothing to do with yeah, anything. No, because like, and people are just like, yeah, this guy could solve everyone's problems, but he just doesn't he care. He doesn't care enough to do it. He doesn't want to. Like. One of the sequences in it is, like, uh, Frodo actually hands Tom the ring. And Tom, like, looks at it, picks it up, just kind of stares at it. He's like, that's cool, I guess. Flips it back. Just does not give a shit. Can't, like, the, no, wait. He doesn't even give. The ring like, cannot. Get, like, cool... Yeah, no, the ring cannot do anything to him. Like, he doesn't. Like, he wouldn't <laughs> think. Like, the ring would not make him any stronger. Like, Tom Bombadil is Tom get, Bombadil. like, the cool. The cool story about, oh, if you gave this to me, I would be the great and powerful Tom Umbasa, <laughs> and I will rule the world exactly. with my giant feet. Because Tom Bombadil is just always cool all the time. All right. That sounds really hilarious, I guess, but I can see why they don't include that like, in anything. Frederick gets captured, I think, by like bandits or something like that, and like lost and tied up in a cave. And he just sings Tom Bombadil's song. And Tom Bombadil just comes bounding through the forest singing his song as well. Just beats some people up, grabs the hobbits, and heads out. <laughs> so he's the, he's the deus ex machina character. That's awesome. Only mentioned in but, Fellowship uh, yeah. Ring, disappears forever. That does seem to happen, though, in this movie, though, where people are just like, boy, really could use some help here. Gandalf stuck in the mountains going, Saruman! <laughs> just be like, hey, eagle, whatever. Eagle comes, just like picks him up. We have, like, the fight at the end with Helm's Deep, and they're just like, boy, it would be nice if Gandalf showed up. And they're fucking good. So, I mean, I don't know. It feels like it happens enough in this movie where it's like, it sure would be nice if a convenient one person came by that would help us all. Can I add a point? Um, one thing I liked, and I'm sorry to bring up Peter Jackson again, but one thing I liked about Gandalf, say, uh, he said, a wizard is never late. He's always on time. Or he always arrives when he's meant to. Oh, arrives when he's meant to. So, honestly, or early, he arrives precisely when he means to. I gotta say, I've I've stolen that line for an insanely amount of dumb things that do not apply. So it is a good line. I I mean, yeah, yeah like man is right. It is a great line. Did they actually use that line in the Peter Jackson one? They not did. in this one, right? 
I don't think I heard it. I don't think I did either. Uh, huh. All right, so we've talked about Helm's Deep a couple times. Um, I've never read the books, and I'm not going to bring up Peter Jackson again because I don't know uh, how thorough that is. But I feel like we've ended this movie a bit prematurely. <laughs> they do. They end it right after that with also... So, like, they win at Helm's Deep, but Solemn is definitely taking the hobbits to Shelob. And we don't actually know what happens to them. <laughs> I forgot the inside joke we established. I was like, who the fuck is Solemn? <laughs> no, Smallum. It's Smallum, my bad. Smallum, okay. There you you want to know. This is you, on you, yeah, not me. Yeah, me. <laughs> Smallum was his name. Uh, but, like, we don't even know what they do, but, like, a voiceover is just like, but the race of men won that day, and another victory against evil was secured. Against the Lord and of Gandalf the Rings. Gandalf was cool as hell. Gandalf brought down thunder and was so totally dope. <laughs> like you should have seen it, bro. Like he was riding his uh. stallion bareback, smoking up lunt, calling down lightning while just talking to his homies on the cell phone. I know you said he's riding bareback, meaning the horse doesn't have a saddle. But in my mind, Gandalf is just naked as shit and high and just like shooting lightning bolts at people. <laughs> just being like, I mean, that could be what he's doing too. Like, I can see. I, fuck, I fucking won Helm's Deep, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> what even happens to Saruman now that I think about I it? I didn't get to that part, man. All right, he's we fine. We don't know where God Smallum was leading hey. them. We don't know what happens to the ring. We don't even meet Sauron or see him in any. I mean, you don't really see Sauron in like most of it. We don't even get to see the weird, fucking fucked up eye. I don't know if the eye is true to the, the eye book. Is true to but the listen, book. I'm just saying. That we don't where's that in the cartoon, man? It's too much, man. Like you already seen they were already exposing you to so many concepts that you think an eye would be enough? You think we could like be still alive? <laughs> yes, okay. I don't know. A big floating psychedelic eye would have been out of place in this <laughs> fucking movie. It just would have like really taken you out of the experience. <laughs> like, look, you can throw um, space at people in a wizard fight, but throwing a flying eye with like psychedelic colors, I don't know, man. So I think you mentioned, and I'm tired of trying to coax it out of you. I think you mentioned that uh, this movie didn't. It was supposed to get a sequel. It never did. No, it didn't. Obviously, but it was it supposed, was supposed to, to. And so this whole like Gandalf fucked up all the shit and clapped all the cheeks and had all of the sex was like just thrown in at the very end. It wasn't right? even actually that voiceover wasn't even added until the DVD release of this movie. So the movie actually just kind of ends. Saw? Yeah, because that's what it is. Like, all of the ways oh, you can buy this movie okay. is just the DVD release. So when it oh, ended okay. in theaters, like, it would just be, like, credits roll with you just knowing, like, to be continued. And then it was like, no, not to... Even though it was actually successful. Like, it had a $4 million budget, but made $32.6 But that wasn't enough for the studio to really go for it because the critics didn't really like it when it came out. It's kind of yeah. bad. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it till later, but yeah. So, so, it's a little, a little all, over, all the place, over the place, man. It was like, originally it was supposed to be a trilogy, and then they decided to make it two movies, and then the second movie got canceled, and this is all we got. But, like, I, I understand what the director was trying to do, and I get that Order of the Rings would probably look amazing in animation. Was this the animation style to do it? No. <laughs> 
are we at that level in animation quality that we could probably pull off an amazing 2D Lord of the Rings film with a uh, good usage of 3D CGI to accent certain aspects of it? Yes. That would be amazing. All right. Here. Okay. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings brought to you by Studio Trigger. I'm having a nosebleed right we get now, some dude. Anime I'm all up in this bitch. We get some. We we bring back. We bring back the throwing space at you, but we're in actual space. Big fucking characters, larger than life, just punching stars at each other. All for at the end with Gandalf just being on a roof, going like, "Well, shit." But like, still, I, <laughs> the lead up I, would be cool. I kind of wish we could just be the Batman Robin me right now, where you say like Studio Trigger, I just slap you on like, "No, Mappa or Wit only. Only those two studios." Don't you? dare bring up anyone else studio wit or mappa nobody else <laughs> yeah all right fine uh but i i don't like the director's attitude about this movie to be honest like he's really i i love when an artist loves their vision i don't like when an artist is really up their own ass about their vision it seems like he from the sounds of it it seems like he's rather protective of his and work. like I, I would understand that. Like, of course, be protective of your work. And like, I would, uh, I, I as a viewer to a should be allowed to give criticisms, but not be mean about it. I feel like I haven't even really been mean about this movie. Have I like had reactions to it? Yes, but like overall, like we're being, we're giving our honest feelings about this movie. I did call Small a much <laughs> but like let's be real. Did he not look that way in the Peter Jackson one either? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's fair. Come on. Very. Uh, big eyes. (laughs) He didn't want to do it in live action because he says it's impossible to do this series in live action without it coming off as tacky. Which, I can understand that in certain senses. Like, I will be usually the first one to tell you that most books in my head are always animated. And when they're live action, it's only in certain settings. Yeah, no. I I think I I rarely have ever read anything and thought in animation. I like the fluid movement a little bit better because of like a lot of the stuff they're doing. Like they're using magic and stuff like that. Like of course it kind of in my head looks better when like you've got it to like fit more within the setting and not look so strange. It and like don't get me wrong, there are other books I will uh, like when I read it, I would think about it in live action. But um, sure, there are just certain books like like. Like, one book series, like, it it's called Mistborn. It's written by Brandon Sanderson. And, like, the way that these characters move and they're explaining their power system, like, it has to be animated in my head because it's the only way it makes sense because of how it's explained and the complexity of the movement and uh, color usage that would be necessary because, like, the characters are seeing... Like, there are people seeing in, like, regular ways where they're seeing in, like, with their eyes and then the other ones are seeing with, like this burned metal vision where like blue lines are escaping all throughout their chest, connecting to other parts of metal. So like you would want animation for that. And like, I can picture that as you're describing. It, <laughs> it's just for me, I like it better in animation. And like, that's why, that's why I'm saying I that's, can understand this author saying that like, he can only see this right. as an animated film. But I also think that like, I would have I mean, liked I guess to see it has to be more traditional animation. I don't think rotoscope was really the way to go. I got a sure, it took me a not, way no. too long to say that. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it does seem like that makes it a testament that, like, yeah, if you, it, I guess maybe without having a proof of concept, it would seem like, oh yeah, this is way too dorky, too outlandish, or too weird to be done in live action. And it really is kind of a testament to Peter Jackson that he 
yeah. pulled it off. Yeah, you did. Um, all right, but before we leave this tangent, now I have to I have to just throw this thought experiment out there because it's plaguing my mind now. Because yeah, I don't think I've ever read anything and saw it in animation. But now I would love to just what would happen if I read. Uh, just no pi- no pictures, no just a novelization of like a Dragon Ball Z like episode. Would I see that in live action in my head? Probably not. <laughs> if you have seen the anime, I the, feel I, like you'll think about the animated characters. But if you had I, never watched the animation, I, I, I have no. A- yes, I feel like you would have thought about it in live action. I guess I have no analog though. I don't have like an idea in my head of like you know. Oh, is there something that I read a novelization of like a like I've read novelization of video game stuff. And I don't see it in the video game animation. I still see it like just people in my really? head. Really? I don't know. I, I, I think I, it would. That's interesting. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Well, <laughs> I have. Now, maybe I might have like. There might be like a specific scene from like. Because some of them are just like new original stories. They're not something that happens in a video game. But some of them that do have stuff in the video game, it will make like when they describe that scene, I'm like, oh, that's like that scene. And I'll make, think of the direct scene from the video game. But stuff that I'm re- creating on my own that's like, oh, this wasn't in there. It's. I'm creating it in a live action, I think. I, I think that's interesting. I have to go read a novelization <laughs> of a of a Dragon Ball right. Z now. You'll basically relive. Uh, I'm gonna go read Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon fanfic, and I'll get back what's to you. What's gonna suck that. is you just don't judge <laughs> what's, me. What's gonna suck is you're gonna <laughs> see that all in Dragon Ball Evolution characters. I've never seen it, so I can't. Oh, you will still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look again. Like I'm saying, like I just recently read all of like the narnia books and i saw that in my head in live action because like i've seen all the live action stuff for it so like i i can imagine it in live action it's just yeah. f- books that have like really intensive magic systems or action sequences or use of like no it's really just those because i like uh like uh, practical effects can bring fan uh, fantastical creatures to life um that's when i'm really thinking about things in animation when like you know, they talk about how like their bodies move in weird ways because they're moving so quickly. Like you can get, you can establish that a little bit better in animation than you sure. can in like live action, or else you're I, gonna get like a flash I situation. Have, I have so many more follow-ups on this, but I think we can get off this tangent and go back to the fucking movie. Um, I mean, what else do we have on the movie? What have we not? Fucking about? horses were swept away by a river, and I don't know why. Oh, it was just like. Did a, Gandalf do that? No, the, it kind of seemed like it was more of a, um, like a natural kind of like defensive like spell set up by the elves, so no evil can cross oh, okay. the river. Maybe if the fucking wraiths were just a little faster, not just a bunch of dipshits being like, "Hey, and you come, to, you come down there, Hobbit," and he's like, "No." You guys are assholes, and they just poke at him and or point at him, and he gets a heart attack, and they're like, asshole. And they're like, oh, shit, the river! <laughs> Maybe if they weren't dipshits, you know, that defense mechanism wouldn't do much. Hey, man, magic works in crazy ways, and so do people. They're just in opposite ends of the spectrum. Are the wraiths either of them? Either magic or people? They work like people, crazy stupid. Damn. Also, they walk funny. And that's a weird uh, thing wow. to say about them. Wow! But they okay. really do. Someone's being super judgmental. They do walk like someone kicked them in the leg before they decide to give chase, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck! All right, you, you fucking, you, right, I'm getting Cats. this fucking hobbit," and they're just hobbling towards them. And How it's just, can you be so judgmental? Look, 
the dumb dumb bitch uh, men who decided to wear the fucking rings. <laughs> I don't know them shit. Just so look. Frankly, they probably deserve getting kicked in the, the shins. Of men who, above all else, sought power. What happens to the other ring wearers, uh, like the elves and the dwarves? The dwarves are killed off slowly. That's lame. I don't think there are like a lot of tribes left, or like fa- like like royal lines left by. Mm. The end of the trilogy. Um, I would have loved it if East, East Race became their own fucked up little monster. The nine... <laughs> uh, that would be really cute. Like, cute little dwarf wraiths. Uh, the nine become the wraiths, the, and the the, uh, <laughs> the elves actually were able to hide their rings long, uh, and keep them hidden and safe, so... Oh, okay, they so elves really corrupted. are supposed to be superior to all of us, huh? Yeah, they Dumb really assholes. are. They're like naturally good at magic and music, and they're vegetarians, and they're like considering they're so smart and aware of everything, everything. They sure do look surprised all the time. <laughs> well, like what's really great about this story too is because like this is supposed to be the time of men, so like dwarves, elves, like dwarves and elves, and of course like, hobbits play a uh, part in the story. But during this, actually, like, Legolas is great, and some other the elves, like, help, but, like, most of the elves are just like, nah, we're, we're leaving. We're going back to elf heaven. We're gonna sail to the sea of the west and see the great land, or something. We're taking this druggie, this ring druggie with us. <laughs> that is, but, and that was another crazy thing, too, that just, like, not only elves could go to heaven, but, like... Anyone who bared a ring could go to heaven. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know if any of those hobbits that stay behind were going to go to heaven. Like any ring, or you got to get that magic ring? It has to be a magic ring. Oh, damn. It has to be one of the rings. I'll go to elf heaven. That's why Bilbo got to go, Frodo got to go, and Gandalf, because not only is he an angel slash wizard, but in some of the expanded texts... Um, he was a ring bearer for a little bit. Just imagine me just as a schlub, schlubby little guy just with a bunch of hot-ass elves <laughs> just wearing, like, just Hawaiian gear. Just be like, yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> Man, everyone's so hot around here. <laughs> <laughs> really makes a guy think, you know what? I'm going to commit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a bow flex. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a shake weight. I'm gonna work on myself. I. I mean, I, I look so different. That's like so unique, right? Like someone's got to be into that, right? <laughs> I'm just <a> nasty little guy. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> got this big old hobbit feet. You know what they say about people with big old hobbit feet? I don't want to know what they say about people with big old hobbit feet. You can't wear shoes. No, they sucks. They don't need shoes. Show me a hobbit to wear shoes. They don't need shoes. They specifically don't. Is the don't feet just shoes. shoes? The feet. Do they have shoes? tiny little dainty feet inside those big old feet sh- shoes? No, feet? They, their feet act as kind of like shoes because they're so tough. What if they step on rocks? Their feet are so tough. It doesn't matter. Or D fours. Okay, look, D fours haven't been invented yet, but if D fours existed, then yes, Mordor <laughs> would have been just covered yeah, in a bunch. Watch of the D4. fuck out, hobbits. <laughs> They coming for your tootsies. <laughs> Frodo and Sam get to the base of the mountain to climb up to like Mordor, and it's just like littered with D fours and Legos. Well, time to head back to the Shire. Nothing we can do here, Mister Frodo. We can't do this, Sam. I'm just not strong enough. You can, and I'll carry you, Mister Frodo. Out, 
Au, 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 au. <laughs> ah, up it sees. Climbing the mountain. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Shit! This is worse for me because it's on my hands and feet. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they th- and then they throw Frodo into Mount Doom and everything's happy. Yes, that's exactly what happens. I said Mount Doom and I thought, is that the wrong IP? No, I think I got it I right. You got it. Cool. I think you got it. I think you're okay. You throw the little the little Hobbit men into the Vesuvius and everyone happy. And then it Pompeys itself. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows the story. Oh, God. I hate when I Pompey myself. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> 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 Don't, doesn't everyone hate it when they just Pompey themselves? <laughs> The worst. It's the worst. Anyway. <laughs> All right. What else are we missing around here? Any little things we got to go over? Uh, Music was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it fine. was fun. I do like the background uh, paintings. Those are really These nice. Are the, this is the summer think- of really great background animation. <laughs> And and the characters, I like the character designs too. The animation's a little wonky and of its time, but like everyone's, I mean, okay, the rotoscope people are just fucking people, so like I don't know. I guess I didn't care for the people that much. Like it was bizarre seeing like these little little like designed hobbits, and they look really cool. And they are all distinct. You can tell who they are, except Gandalf and Saruman was just like Gandalf has slightly bushier eyebrows, and other than that, they looked exactly the same. Um. Uh, but like, yeah, it was weird seeing these rotoscope monster people <laughs> next to these like designed hobbits. I, I have to say, there's an. I just read that there's a uh, magazine in uh, the UK called Time Out. They did a list of the greatest animated films. And they put Lord of the Rings as number thirty six, and I'm thinking to myself, man, y'all are. Really generous, or just want to pat yourselves on the back because y'all had Tolkien. Because this movie, like, if you even if you were to tell me that this was a list that came out that, like, in like the 90s or something, no, not even close. Mm. Uh, it's striking, it definitely stands out when they do the style switching. But whether that makes it good, I don't know. Man. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess like kind of just brings us to the last question, doesn't it? So, Kaz, that's me you like it wait no i'm underhill oh got you bitch cause underhill <laughs> well mr cause underhill did you like it it was neat to check out a bit of a little little slice of history it was like okay wow this 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 was fucking trippy as shit like i feel like i needed to be acid i feel like people were on acid when they enjoyed this uh <laughs> it's Kind of the pacing feels very slapdash and sloppy. And at times we were at places where like, how did we get here? And what's still happening? Like the fight took up so much time that I feel could have explained things and made it uh, make more sense. And the fight wasn't even all that interesting. So really we could have cut so much out of that to explain things. But it's... It's a neat bit of history, and I was glad that we checked it out, but I will probably never think about or see it again. And I would only recommend people who be like, hey, yeah, you want to see this weird acid trip fucking incoherent uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, incoherent and incomplete Lord of the Rings story? 
Sure. <laughs> but that. But that's that's it. Maybe it'd be a fun drinking game. Or once again, if you got a bag of shrooms and a and a and, a, and an open, you know, couple of hours, go for it. But eh, <laughs> squaring. That is me. Actually. Are you still there? I'm oh. here. So did you like it? Watching this film was like watching a film that was part of the Criterion Collection. Like, most of the time, yeah, you're going to say that you are glad that you watched the film, that you understood that it was an important part of film history, but as you were saying that to someone, because you were being nice in your head, you're like, I'm never watching this movie again. This is one of those times where, like, I every time I uh, we, we do this podcast i buy the movies usually we're doing and like so they become part of my collection kind of wishing i just rented this one like i feel like if you enjoy lord of the rings and you enjoy fantasy films and you enjoy animated films yes give it a shot try it you know we're again we're not critics and we're not going to tell you if this is a movie you should see or not that's a decision you need to make on yourself like for yourself but for me i really probably would never watch this movie again wasn't bad, but it's just not doesn't stand out to me. It, There's certain old media that elicits people from that generation who says, "Oh, you had to have been there at the time." The problem with that critique is, I'm not there at that I'm time. Not. No one going forward will be there at that time. I've had that kind of conversation where some where I was like listening, or I was reading Ender's Game and like some of the things they had on like what future technology would be like. I'm like, oh, it's so cute and quaint, and someone was telling me. How when they read it as a kid, like, oh, you, you you, should have been there at the time. Oh, it was so, like, advanced sounding and cool and this and that. And, oh, my God, the possibilities. This was outside of any of our imaginations. I'm like, yeah, but it's silly now. And I don't know what to tell you. And, like, what really sucks is, like, the director said, like, it would be tacky in live action. But to put it into perspective, if even if I saw this film for the first time in the 90s, I still feel like I would have had the same feeling of like this is kind of old you know and it doesn't like it looks dated while now to compare it with peter jackson's again i can go back and watch those movies and still have a great fucking time because it yeah it like does its job better than what this movie did sorry certain movies came out back then you know like la- like what the last unicorn that was like you know i saw it as a kid i don't have any nostalgia for it because i was like even then as a kid i'm like I don't know, it was fine, it was old and not quite my bag, but it was entertaining enough as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, I would have seen this as a kid, and I would have been like, oh, well, that was that was fun. Like, I probably would have watched it a few times as a kid, just because, you know, we had, would have had, like, a VHS, I'm sure. Or would have recorded it off of those TV. Moments. <laughs> it's one of been one of those moments where if I saw this movie as a kid, and, like, someone had showed it to me, I just would have been like, yeah, no, that was, that was fun, I guess. Yeah, but like, yeah. you think I have nostalgia going back to Page Master? Hell yeah! <laughs> what? Better shut Get the your fuck damn out mouth. of here! <laughs> All right, Kaz, what do you got going on in your life? Well, you can catch this uh, this podcast live when the internet isn't shitting the bed or OBS isn't being a shit. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number two letters N D and the word respawn. No spaces, no underscore, just twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. Uh, we do variety streams. Me and Bub's finished Returnal accidentally. 
we thought we had more time, but it's like, oh, fuck, we need a new game. So, we're going to be stealthy little goblins, I think, going forward. Um, other than that, you know, Nan, Nan's been doing Monster Hunter. I think next week he's going to go mono on mono with Sans Undertale. Sans McUndertale, so that's going to be fun. I don't know if he's got the stones to do it, but he can prove me wrong. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, we do a bunch of variety of other dumb shit. So, uh, that's where you can find us. Square and what, what are you? You, 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 you doing anything? You still, you still couched? Where can people find other works of yours, at least? I'm still couched, but if you would like to see some of my D&D work, you can check that out on a YouTube channel under the name Queso Cactus, all one word. Uh, some of my Flight Team D&D one-shots are there if you would like to check them out. And you can just continue to listen to this podcast if you enjoy it, because this is right now mainly where you can find me. It's been, it's, it's just fun. It's fun doing it, and I love it. And you can find me on Twitter, at Sir Squarin, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. I got really good at spelling my own name. I'm so proud of myself. You can get that rhythm going, you yeah. know you can do it. Oh, and yeah, people can, <laughs> people can find uh, your exapades at twitch.tv uh, forward slash queso cactus. When she, she... I don't know if those videos are there right now. Oh. And I'm not usually on that channel too much. Oh, okay. You're just, just in uh, all the VOD I, stuff on YouTube? On the, the VOD stuff's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, Maybe, like, the next round she might host one of my uh, one-shots. I will let you guys know in advance, but uh, for now, that is where you can find me. Um, Next week, we are going to watch... We're doing, like... Are we doing back-to-back films just to, like... Uh, well, I wouldn't put it that way, but yeah, we're going to watch a movie for next week, and then I think we're going to record another one uh, because we're going to be on vacation the following week. Yeah, well, so I'm wait, be on it's, it's Professor. So basically, the reason I was asking, like, it's Professor Layton that's next week's episode, right? I believe so. Special guest, All Jake right. Nan, because it was his choice on the movie, so we kind of. Uh, we, we, we kind of uh, supplemented one of the movies we were going to do before. We're going to watch Layton. We're going to see how that goes. It could be fun. Could be a shit show. But we're going to have Jake Nan on because I'm forcing him since we're watching the movie he suggested. Wait, what? I yes. love that reaction. So. And you can find this episode, or you can find this podcast edited uh, on a kind of weekly, bi-weekly schedule. Um, you know, sometimes we just get a little bit busy, but our editor works really hard uh, to bring some great bits to life for this show and we really appreciate him for him uh for it you can find him on twitter at tucker wins you can find him on twitch when he can stream at twitch.tv forward slash tucker underscore wins you can find his on spotify under the name tucker wins it's very busy being the world's number one fast and furious fan I understand he is, that he, he can't get yeah. to us in time. He's Sometimes. too busy with, with family and, like, uh, drinking Corona and driving cars off of islands and getting and off of people's jets. faces. And off of people's faces. And cracking concrete like, you know, he's Superman. Classic it's, Tucker behavior. <laughs> Classic Tucker, man. Classic Tucker. I don't know how he has time to go to Tokyo and do the drift races, but it makes it work. It makes it work. I don't know how to end this. Tucker, just... just Either play more Dark Souls boss music or end with like a Fast and Furious quote. I'm sure he'll know the Fast and Furious quote. You know exactly what you have to do, Tucker. We trust you. Bye! We are.